It's time for the Plan with Dan podcast, the show that will help you discover and achieve your true purpose for money and make you a more confident investor. We'll talk about sane and intelligent approaches to financial planning. Now, let's Plan with Dan. Well, hello and welcome to the Plan with Dan podcast. I'm Mark Haywood alongside Dan Betzel in the studio today. He is the founder of Betzel Wealth Advisors, serving you in the greater Columbus area with an office in Gehenna near the airport. Check him out online, past podcasts, blog posts, resources, all right there on BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. That's BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. Dan, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, hello, Mark. Hey, this is a big week for you, isn't it? You got some uh, a big occasion coming it up, is, don't you? It is. At the time of this recording, I am about a week and a half out from wow. my wedding. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. The next week is going to be nuts, so I'll see you guys back <laughs> on the podcast in like a month. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. Friends and family, folks from out of town, so it's going to be just a good time to get together. But of course, before we get to the wedding, we have to talk about finance, right? I mean, finances are an important part of marriage, and as you age, they become more and more important. So that's what we're going to do, as always, on the podcast today. We've got some great resources today. We're going to be talking about a little bit of recent news. We're going to take some listener questions. Dan's got a new segment he's going to introduce on the podcast. That's exciting. And we're going to talk about some retirement demographics, all that and more. You never know where this line of thinking, where this podcast is going to take you. That's the beauty of it. As always, Dan, let's kick it off with In the News. Great. Extra, extra, read all about it. That's right. We love to take recent headlines here on the podcast and apply them to your financial life. They can be political, although we do try to keep our opinions neutral. Uh, They can be social, what's going on in the world around us. Sometimes they're financial. Today, Dan, I want to talk about Experian. A recent report from Experian says that the average payment for Americans buying new cars is now at an all-time high of $523 a month. Does this seem like bad news to you? I mean, that's expensive. Yeah, that is. Well, you know, I think like most things in financial planning, you know, it depends on who's asking the question and (laughs) how you look at it. But, you know, I I think part of it has to do with, uh, you know, rising interest rates, you know, which we all knew that interest rates were eventually going to rise. And I saw that same article and I thought it was interesting that part of the issue is that more and more Americans are buying big trucks and SUVs, which of course cost more. And part of that is because our gas prices have been fairly stable recently. But they're also, which does worry me a little bit, they're taking longer to pay off the loans. The average car loan now is 69 months. Yeah, I think we're beginning to see, like I said, the trickle down from the Fed's uh, rising interest rates. But like everything, you know, it, it all depends. You know, I had a couple that came in a couple weeks ago. Uh, actually, it was a referral from a mortgage lender that I know here in town. And they kind of did this exact same thing. They, they, they each bought, you know, pretty expensive cars. And then they applied for a home mortgage loan. And they, they didn't realize that it was going to impact their, you know, their debt income ratio. And, you know, unfortunately, they got these two nice cars, but they couldn't get qualified for the house. So, you know, it really can impact your ability to to purchase a home or your overall credit score and, and impact that all important debt income ratio. So, like, you know, ask me, do I think this is a good or bad thing? Unfortunately, just like in law school, they taught us to say, you know, well, it depends. It depends. It really, but be careful. Be careful. It really does. Inflation does go both ways. I'll share this really quick story here. I know we always want to keep these podcasts brief and digestible, but my we talked about me getting married. My fiance's grandfather lives down in North Carolina, and uh-huh. he bought a home in the 60s for $28,000. 
He paid it off in the 80s, and wouldn't you know it, he's now in one of the hottest neighborhoods, up-and-coming neighborhoods in Raleigh, North Carolina. His wow. home is now worth close to half a million dollars. So oh my I guess inflation can go both ways, right? Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's the best story I've heard. My my own father-in-law, they purchased their home, I think, right after the World War II for something like $8,000, and they sold it. Maybe it's been 25 years ago now for like 200. And I thought that was amazing. It is. It is. Well, I mean, hey, if, you, if you're committed to the same house and you live yeah. in it for 60 years, it's going to yeah. pay off eventually, right? It's amazing, so, yeah. But it does. Inflation goes both ways. You have to be prepared for it. And as always, we want to be here to prepare you. Betzel Wealth Advisors is your team to do that. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But always reach out to Dan and his team with any questions you may have. That's this week's In the News. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Dan, this week we'd like to take a question from Shayla. Shayla lives in New Albany. We always love hearing your questions, by the way, so thank you for writing in, Shayla. Shayla says, Dan, I'm a small business owner. Should I be doing anything to adjust how I'm saving and planning for taxes with all the changes that have been talked about in the news? Do I need to adjust deductions, reposition funds in my IRAs? That kind of stuff is what I'm curious about. Man, those... That's an educated, specific question. I think that's a great question, Shaylin. Thank you so much for writing in. And, you know, I'm, I've actually been teaching and talking about this exact issue for about a year now. And, you know, Shaylin, if you believe like I do that taxes are going to rise in the future, they, you know, they almost have to, then I think you do need to take some steps to reduce your tax liability. So I would encourage not only Shayla, but anyone listening to the podcast today to think about your assets in three groups, you know, the taxed now, you know, things like your personally owned, you know, brokerage accounts, your savings accounts, things that are taxed later, like your 401ks and your IRAs and and maybe a SEP IRA if you're self-employed and things that are taxed never, you know, like a Roth IRA is probably the best example. And I think all of us, while we still have time, we need to take take the effort, take the consideration to as move as much as possible as we can into that taxed never category. And, and I want to share you what, what's happened in my practice, the reason I'm talking so much about this. So I, it's maybe been a year or so ago now, but I had a an elderly couple come in and they had done everything right that you're supposed to do. They were told by the financial planning people when they were working, you know, defer, tax defer, tax defer, tax defer. Well, they reached that, you know, that magical required minimum distribution date, the date that you are at 70 and a half and, and they had to start taking the money out. You know, and they really didn't need the money, but they had to take it out. And they, they knew they had to pay tax on it. But what they didn't know, it was also going to impact the taxation of their Social Security. So up to 85% of their Social Security payments were now taxable. And guess what? All their money was in that tax later bucket. So when they went to pull out money to pay for the tax, <laughs> guess what? They had to pay tax on the money they pulled out. Do you kind of see it's this, this never-ending cycle? So yeah, taxes are a big consideration, and they often get short shrift in the financial planning process. So Shayla, I commend you for an excellent question, and this comes up so often in my practice. Uh, just two weeks ago, I think it was a week and a half or so ago, I had a wonderful lady came in, and she was a recent widower, and she t- was shocked that her taxes had actually gone up 
after the loss of her spouse, and she couldn't understand how that could be. Now, I certainly see her her concern, but you know, someone who works with us all the time, of course, I I know that was going to happen. I mean, she lost one of the exemptions and one of the personal deductions, but the income still was pretty much the same. So her tax liability actually went from about a thousand dollars a year to five thousand dollars a year. And that's a lot, especially if you don't know it's coming. So. Great question, Shayla. I think you are totally right. Taxes are an integral part of financial planning. If you want more information, I have a great book, Secrets to a Tax-Free Retirement. You can get that on my website. You can contact me, and I'll send you a copy right away. Thanks for writing in, Shayla. That contact page is indeed on BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. I actually just typed it in, Dan, just to see how long it takes to go through the process. It's incredibly fast. I didn't in the time you answered that question here on the podcast. All you Great. have to do really is just BetzelWealthAdvisors.com. You go to the contact page, and you can put name, last name, phone, email, yada, yada, and then enter your message. So if you want the book, if you have a question, it's all right there on the website. Just enter your information and click away, and you can get in touch with Dan and his team. Thanks for the question, Shayla. That's been the mailbag. Let's take a look at some of the psychology behind investment behavior. It's time for Mind Over Money. Well, if you are a committed listener to the podcast, which we hope you are, you will notice something new. Dan, tell us about this new segment, Mind Over Money. Yeah, you know, I'm really interested. I've been for quite some time in what we call behavioral finance. So we all like to think of us ourselves as like very analytical and logical in, in our decision making. But you know, in reality, especially when it comes to finances or in all aspects of life, we're very emotional beings. And often our emotions have a great sway over our decision making process. And my goal is that by introducing every week, you know, another aspect of mind over money or behavioral finance, you're going to be able to see a way to make even better decisions, you know, in your own financial life. So what I'm trying to do is talk about the analytical brain and talk about how sometimes our emotional response gets in the way of making the best decision for ourselves. Oh, I like that, Dan. That ought to be a good addition. You can look forward to more of these each and every week, of course. And I know these will hit home even with me and you, Dan. I mean, I'd like to think of myself as hosting these podcasts, as learning something new every week and getting really good with my financial life. But even I, I mean, I, I walked into Nordstrom the other day to do some shopping in the area where I live, and I saw on the rack this hair product I needed (laughs) and it was like $30 and the sales lady came up and gave this nice pitch and I totally could have gotten the same product at Walmart for like five bucks, but I gave in and I did it. And if I just had this mind over money segment, perhaps I would have thought about it a little differently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's good to be aware of that, right? Because you know, next time maybe you'll have a different outcome. That's right. A different outcome. Well, let's uh, kick it off. Yeah. Uh, Let's kick it off with our first mind over money segment. Dan, let's talk this week about the herd mentality, right? We're all part of the herd. It's one of my favorite ones because I just, the imagery is so strong. Think of like a herd of wild buffalo, you know, running across the prairie and you kind of got the idea of what I'm going to be talking about here. You know, we're all social animals, you know, and large, you know, herds of people sometimes, you know, can be stampeding into or out of a stock or a fund. And I think the most recent one that, that really was, just almost shocking to me was Bitcoin. It wasn't too long ago, a few months ago, I was getting calls and emails every day wanting people to, to put some Bitcoin in their portfolio. Of course, that was something I, I wasn't going to do. But, you know, I, I did have, I think, it's a very sad story if, uh, from my perspective, but hopefully it's instructive. And I don't know what happened, but the client called me. She had been a client of mine for a long time. You know, I did everything right 
but she wanted Bitcoin. And I'm like, nah, you know, Bitcoin is is not a part of any prudent investment portfolio, but everybody's getting Bitcoin. I mean, if, do you remember that, Mark? I mean, every TV show, every financial oh. person, they're talking about Bitcoin and, you know, we're going to be the next multimillionaires. And of course, there are some people that might have worked out for them. But what it really was, was, was speculation, gambling. It wasn't prudent investing. And the only reason I think people were interested in it because it was the herd. Everyone was doing it. There's a famous quote, you know, from someone that we all know, an investor that we all know that, you know, you should be basically doing the opposite of what everybody else is doing. Everybody else is selling. You should be buying. And when they're buying, maybe (laughs) you should be selling. And that's the essence of how we rebalance our portfolio. But this person took their money and I don't know what happened. I hope it worked out for her, but she she took her money and invested it in precious metal and bitcoins. And I don't know if you been following what's happened but you know that was the time it was very dangerous to be following the herd mentality so yeah so just think about that you know as you go about making your decisions why are you doing it is it because everybody else is doing it that may be actually impeding what's best for you and your family yes so i think the lesson here is get out of the herd and listen to us (laughs) while you're doing it right (laughs) Mm. but seriously no no we do hope you can learn something on the podcast and we hope this new segment will give you maybe some perhaps some new perspective on your own investing habits and how your behavior your emotions can sometimes get in the way and sometimes be helpful of course emotions are important and they're not going anywhere so we'll hope to learn to balance those in this new segment dan let's move on to the uh Subject of the day, shall we? Yeah, demographics. What you're all listening for. Statistics. Hooray. (laughs) Well, stick with us. We promise that we won't get too deep into the weeds, but I just think that statistics can tell us a lot about ourselves as investors and how we approach financial planning, how others approach retirement planning and Really, they can help you to kind of guide your decision-making process as well. So, Dan, again, bear with us on the stats. That's what you're here for is to explain them. Here we go. People over the age of 65 currently make up 13% of our country's population. By the year 2030, they'll make up 20% of the population. What can we learn from this statistic? Yeah, it's a really great statistic, I think. And uh, I, I think it's kind of funny because as you're talking, um, those people that know me you know that my wife is you know, a, a tenured statistic professor. So uh, usually in our house, when we talk about statistics, uh, it's quickly way over my head uh, with all the math and the statistical analysis and formulas. So I'm going to do my best not to do that to anybody. So don't worry. I think the first thing that strikes me, you know, is our population is aging, you know, relatively quickly. And what that means, I think, is that, you know, there's going to be a lot of pressure on our Social Security and Medicare. I'm not one of the people who thinks that we're going to wake up one morning and Social Security and Medicare are going to be gone. I don't believe that. But I do think they're going to, government's going to increasingly find ways to maybe lower Social Security and Medicare payments, perhaps to make it harder for people to qualify, you know, who have um, significant income coming from other places. So um, it tells me, like, you want to really do your best not to be totally dependent on Social Security when you retire. You know, and as far as the market's concerned, you know, people are, I see this in my own practice, you know, a lot of people, and and it's what they've saved their whole life for. They've saved their life, so they've accumulated, 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 and now they're going to begin to withdrawing. And the rules change when you withdraw money, right? So when you're when you're accumulating your, your wealth, there's one set of rules, you know, how much risk you can take. But when you are pulling your money out, for most of us, we can't take as much risk because not only do we have the market fluctuations, but we have the actual money that we're pulling out, you know, and I have a, uh, a chapter on this in my book, uh, Secrets to a 
to a successful retirement planning. And I try to make it a little funny. It's a Hans and Franz story, you know, two brothers that retire the same day, the same amount of money. One has standard deviation, more risk than the other. And, and what happens after 10 years? It's kind of instructive if someone wants to look at that. Yeah. So the, all these things come together and they tell me that planning is even more important because also the demand, you know, for assisted living in nursing home is going to continue to increase. So when you look at all that, you know, social security and taxes and how your portfolio should be designed and the need for assisted living. So this statistics tells us that, hey, we're going to be a part of this aging population soon if we're not already. And let's take the steps to make sure that we can do everything we can to protect our family, you know, from the aging process and from what's going to be going on in the greater economy and the greater country. Dan, one thing I heard you mention in there that I thought was interesting and talking about an aging population, how more and more people are going to be relying on Social Security and Medicare, how a lot of folks are worried about the future. You talked about the importance of having other income streams, right? Other you Well, you mentioned other investments, but really it's all about income in retirement and their other income streams. So that leaves me to my next stat, right? Mm -hmm. So Dan, people over the age of 65 generate income in several different ways. 37% of their income is from Social Security. Income from working represents about 30%. Pensions make up about 19%. And savings and investments make up 11%. That's a lot of different numbers. What's noticeable about these numbers? Yeah, there's basically four things I want to point out. I mean, for what you told me. So that means that more than one-third of the income for people over 65 is coming from Social Security. It's a lot. And that's that's significant, yeah. And a lot of people, it sounds like, are waiting longer and longer to retire, or maybe they're retired and still working, right? So that's also a problem. Most people don't want to have to work in retirement. Maybe they want to pursue something that they're interested in on a part-time basis, but certainly not full-time. And pensions, I see this all the time. Pensions are becoming increasingly less common. And the risk you know, for providing for your income is shifting from the company you worked for onto yourself, which means we have to really be very careful how we handle our investments. And as you said, it is vitally important to generate income from a lot of different sources in retirement. So you're not locked into just one or two. All about generating income. If you're listening to this today, maybe you're confused about the statistics, or maybe you're listening to this and thinking, man, I've really been banking on Social Security. I need to figure some other things out. Maybe it was something else in the podcast that hit home with you. I know we've talked about several different topics. You need to really reach out to the team at Betsa Wealth Advisors. And Dan, I know you have a great easy way to kind of start that process. Yeah. So if anyone's interested, they can please ask me for my retirement toolkit. In that toolkit, you'll find a book, a CD, a couple white papers, uh, just some really good information to educate yourself. And as you educate yourself and learn the right questions to ask, I really believe that you will be able to move forward and to create a, a greater sense of peace of mind as you work toward retirement. And of course, if you would like to get that toolkit, you can do so in a couple of ways. One, you can go to BetzelWealthAdvisors.com and you should see it right there on the main page. In fact, I'm going to do it right now as I look here on the podcast. I'm going to the homepage and yes, it's right there. First thing you see when you go to BetzelWealthAdvisors.com, you can get the toolkit that way or you can call the office. And if you call the office, simply pick up the phone and dial 614-472-4510. That's 614 614- 472-4510. That's your way to reach out to the team, get that toolkit, get answers to your questions about retirement. Again, everything you need to get started is right in that toolkit, and there are two ways to get it. You can go to BetzelWealthAdvisors.com or call the number 614-472-4510. 
Well, Dan, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for an addition of a new segment, and we look forward to more next time. Thank you. Have a great wedding. Thank you. I'll look forward to it, and I'll see you guys shortly. We'll be right back here with more. As always, Plan With Dan Podcast. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Betzel Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio.